makes someone love Boston? For Valentine's Day, our Ideas and Opinions team asked readers and listeners to share their favorite Boston stories. They wanted to know what it means to live and find your place here. As part of our field guide to Boston, here are some of the responses. When I decided to move to Boston in 2018 from San Diego, people warned me that New Englanders can be unfriendly. But that hasn't been my experience, especially on public transportation. It's true. The next Orange Line train to Oak Grove is now arriving. I once saw a guy trip while running for an Orange Line train. He landed on the platform just outside the doors, and his Charlie card and IDs flew like frisbees in every direction. My fellow T-Riders watched this happen over our phones and books and donuts. Then the three of us nearest him, without a word, decided on our roles. I slid my foot between the doors to hold it open. Another guy helped the man get up. A woman in hospital scrubs collected the contents of his wallet. He thanked us each with a glance and a nod, and then we went back to what we had been doing. I got off at the next stop. My name is Christina Ganim. My name is Alicia Abbott. My family and I lived in New York City for nearly two decades before we came to Boston in 2009. We had only planned to stay for my husband's one-year fellowship, but at the end of that year, we didn't want to go back. For a long while, I still considered myself a displaced New Yorker. But at some point, Boston did feel like home. At Fresh Pond Reservoir in Cambridge, we met Park Ranger Jean, Before she retired five years ago, you might have crossed paths with her, too. She might have even written you a ticket. Driving around in her ranger cart, she made sure all the dogs and their owners followed the rules. My son, Finn, isn't good at following the rules. He was diagnosed with autism before he was two. And at 12 years old, few boys moved as he moved, rocking from front foot to back. Few boys would suddenly scream to show excitement. Whenever Ranger Jean saw Finn running toward her golf cart, she didn't flinch. She smiled. And she often invited Finn to ride along with her, which he loved. In this small act, she seemed to say, I see you in all your difference. You and your family belong here at Fresh Pond as much as the birders and the bikers, the runners and the walkers, the picnickers and the dog people. This park is your park, too. My name is Ethan Gilsdorf. I grew up in Seacoast, New Hampshire. My parents got divorced when I was six. As a little kid, we often visited Boston for the day, the Aquarium, Museum of Science, or Fenway Park. The summer I was 12, my mother moved to Cambridge so she could attend grad school at Harvard. In October, an aneurysm ruptured in her brain. I spent the better part of a year visiting her at Mass General. She survived, but barely. For years after, the city felt cursed, haunted, a do-not-enter zone. As an adult, I lived in Western Mass, Louisiana, Vermont, and France. But I finally re-entered the emotionally radioactive mom zone when I was 38, the exact age my mom was when she moved to Boston. Newly single, I found a cheap one-bedroom in Somerville. I wanted a fresh start, just like my mother had. 
My name is Kat Rutkin. I drive a little pink hatchback. It's a Chevy Spark and it's pretty recognizable. So I try not to be too much of a jerk when I'm out on the road. I grew up in New York and I got my license when I was 16, but I didn't really use it for 10 years because I lived in Manhattan. I always thought New York was going to be the worst driving I'd ever experienced, but it was not. Last week, I almost got run off of a city street while I was driving my kids to school. When you're driving in Boston, nobody gives away their next move. I moved to Boston in 2011 from Brooklyn. Then in the summer of 2021, I was driving to a doctor's appointment on Starro Drive. I knew I was going to be late. I dodged through traffic with no blinker and I didn't let anyone merge. I'd always been a steady and cautious driver. It took me 10 years, but now I'm just as unpredictable as anybody else. During the pandemic, my partner Jimmy and I got into the routine of ordering takeout from a Noah Poke shop in Somerville every weekend. We fell in love with the freshness and simplicity of the food. Over time, the staff would recognize our eyes and voices from beneath our masks. One of their chefs would chat with me in Vietnamese, addressing me as younger sister. I called him older brother. If I came for a pickup without Jimmy, the staff would ask, Where's Jimmy? Tell him to come by next week. Our stops at Manoa came to feel like visits to a relative's house. Fast forward three years and Jimmy and I still order from our Manoa family every weekend. My name is Tui Phan. My name is Dart Adams. I grew up at 47 Mass Ave on the border of South End and Lower Roxbury. I lived down the street from the South End Lower Roxbury chapter to NAACP. The elders in my neighborhood told me stories about how Sammy Davis Jr., Quincy Jones, Martin Luther King Jr., and Credit Scott King all lived in the neighborhood. One of my neighbors, Mel King, ran for mayor against Ray Flynn in 1983. I grew up hearing everything from R&B, soul, jazz, Boston space funk, reggae, calypso, soca, salsa, merengue, electro, freestyle, Latin hip hop, house, or rap blaring out of boomboxes, cars, windows, and storefronts. My neighbors were mostly black and Latino. We had a sizable LGBTQ community that lived among us too. We were all neighbors and everyone looked out for each other. I love history and telling stories that don't always get told because that's what I learned from my community growing up in Boston. Massachusetts some time ago and by reopening the doors to all you a little salt was thrown on me and my boys you know what I'm saying? but now we're back picking up where we left off oh, yeah. and through this song the process of elimination will be done you better